0: Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive standard third row seating available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure i'm planning on going river rafting this weekend and i'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive learn more about the all-new hyundai santa fe at hyundaiusa.com. call 562-314-4603 for complete details
1: you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Oh my goodness! Give me the hot sauce! Neil Fuck! Give me the hot sauce! Here it goes! Can go upstairs! Woo. Oh my God. Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, high. Windy City Assassin does it again! Give me the hot sauce!
3: The NBA is back and the Bulls are looking good. Yes, it was just one preseason game against the lowly Cleveland Cavaliers, but this is something that we can count on. The style of play that they had, defense turning into offense, pushing the pace. We're going to talk all about it on episode 49 of Give Me the Hot Sauce. And if you're watching on YouTube and looking for our good buddy, uh, Timmy the Lobster, he's not with (laughs) us, but we've got him lit up uh, behind John over there. He's uh, down in Florida vacationing, so we hope Tim's having a good time down there. He always has a good time, doesn't he? He stay Yeah, there.
0: yeah. He's going to come back looking like Larry the Lobster. <laughs> yeah, he no all red, no sunscreens. He this guy just goes out, out there. He went down yeah. looking like Larry yeah, the Lobster. Yeah, he did. He was already red before he left. He'll even be more red.
3: <laughs> well, we got to give Timmy his props. Before he left, he did put uh, beer in the refrigerator, made sure we were taken Ooh. care of. Yeah, He's always looking out for the yeah, give me the hot he sauce He always crew. is contributing. And like, and like uh, Martin Mall, he left the lights on. It's good. You know, I, I thought we show up to his office. Everything's locked up. It's like, oh, it's ready to no, go. It was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. It was ready to go. It it go, was ready to go. He's, he's a good pro. man. He must
1: control those remotely. Yeah. 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 I, I think he does. I think yeah, he does. He's
0: he's, he's He probably has a like camera that. in here. He's watching <laughs> us now. Yeah. He's got one of those, uh, you know, those uh, two way mirrors. The eye in the yeah. sky. Yeah. 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 The eye in the sky. Skynet. Big Brother's always watching. Hi, Tim. Tim. And this episode
3: 49 is is also a momentous occasion for the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. We want to welcome in Jeff Vukovich and Nationwide Insurance, our first full time sponsor. Of course, we want to thank the folks at Bubble Up for getting us started. With uh, We still use the Bubble Up app every week for all our files and research stuff. But let's get back to Jeff. You've known Jeff for a while. He's been a really loyal sponsor of uh, all sports telecasts in Chicago, including the Bulls. And you've been singing that jingle for a while, Stace.
0: Yeah, I've been singing it a while. I think, you know, I didn't make it famous, but I've taken it to another level. I've got all the Chicago broadcasters with their terrible voices <laughs> trying to sing it and it's just not the same because the Golden Pipes has really, really taken off. and. Um, Jeff's a great guy I mean he's He's an awesome guy I know him outside Of all this And uh, my son Played against his son In baseball And uh, so that's how I really met him During that uh, During the baseball summer when they were playing Summer baseball That's how I met him And uh, we have Some friends That are mutual friends So uh, Really really great guy And then it was really cool When I first recognized That it was him That I'd be singing (laughs) These jingles for I'm like that's my man Jeff I'm I'm gonna sing The jingle for him Cause I I used to just go nationwide is on your side right you know? right and then since it was jeff i decided to sing it so i like it
3: you know we got to get the folks at nationwide insurance maybe to come up with a long you know an album version of that so you can yeah. put that down on oh vinyl God. and sell it out of the you back know what? of your car you know what i mean I, I, sell, I sell a lot of things mark as
0: you know you know so i, I don't turn nothing down but oh, our God. collar over here buddy so uh but i would like to have a remix you know i did a uh you know a couple I think. Four or five months ago when the season was just getting over, I did the uh, talk box one, you know, where I I, kind of, you know, ad lib with my voice a little bit Mm -hmm. and uh, hit the Roger Troutman uh, voice box, you know, so it was pretty cool. So a lot of people like that. I put that on Twitter.
3: But first and foremost, Jeff, a great insurance agent. We want to remind all the folks out there to do business with Jeff, because when it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, you want to contact the king of insurance, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovich. You can contact him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com, V-U-K. And Stacy, it's time for the golden pipes, Let's because when you think about Nationwide
0: nationwide is on your side oh, 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 oh. oh we are up yeah. and running with that yeah. sponsorship there wow. you go that's wow. for you jeff
3: you wow. got a good one baby i think jeff's phone is ringing right now yes. uh, after yes. the golden yes. pipes <laughs> the
0: golden pipes baby i to so, do it for jeff so we, we'll we are open Christmas for
3: business hour. Sarah, give me the hot sauce uh, if you'd like to uh sponsor us or do some advertising here on the show we're going to get a contact site for you coming up real soon that uh, you can reach out and be a part of the show as we continue to grow. I noticed, Stacey, you dropped an America in the broadcast the other day.
0: Yes, America! <laughs> America! You'll be hearing a lot of that one too, baby. I'm, I'm bringing the show to, to the game. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. So, hey, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, you know what? I mean, we got a lot of followers, so... Yeah. Um, you know, they, they're used to that, you know, America thing, so yeah. I say Yeah, Stacey
3: dropped the America, then he reeled it back in, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Chicago.
0: Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I meant to say America. I did. I meant to say America. I mean, seriously, we do have a lot of people in America watching the Bulls now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, you know, NBA TV is all over the place. I mean, you know, I I got some tweets from people from Australia, uh, England, South Korea. Oh, my God. You know, we did great. The game. We love listening to you. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's we're, 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 hey, you know, we we're world. We're world known. We baby.
4: played in Mexico City, so that's right. That's right. Neil was lot. complaining
3: all the way, right?
0: You Oh, and right. speaking he of Neil, Neil was texting me through the game, harassing. me. Oh, yeah. that's he he texted right. me at least five or six times during the game. <laughs> While you Yeah, I was on the air, so I was reading. It, I was reading the drop. Okay, and I wasn't really enthused about reading the drop. I was like, you know, I didn't have the energy that I normally do. And so he texted me. He's like, Hey, how about picking up the energy there? You know, we, we need more energy and I go and this is coming from Mr. The king Excitement the king, the king of energy the king the, of yeah,
1: wanting to read yeah the
0: exactly who never has energy reading the drops right. matter of fact I kind of sounded like Neil when I did read that drop and uh, I thought about it and I go you know what he's right maybe I need to hit a little bit more energy so I turned it up a little bit oh yeah, wow well, yeah. you know
3: and, and the bulls are back because they're starting to get some love nationally I was watching the jump the other day and Zach Lowe who we had on the podcast uh, yep. earlier in the year he was just they ran one of Stacey's Call sound full. And they said, you know, if you want to go to League Pass, what's the most exciting team to watch on League Pass? He said, you want to watch the Bulls because of Stacey King and his wow. great calls. So wow. I, got, I, got some,
0: I got some love for Zach. I got some love last night for an NBA TV. Yeah. Wow. Uh, you know, the funny thing about this all is, is that, you know, I've been doing this for, this is year 16. Right. And I've, I've had teams or, you know, like, you know, we haven't been very good over the last five or six years. So a lot of times people don't really get to hear you as much. But when the team is winning and doing well, like the Derrick Rose years, You know, you're on TV all the time. So now people are are starting to go, "Wow, he's you know, he's really exciting." He's, I've been doing this for 16 years. You know, I've just (laughs) been, we just been in the closet because we haven't been winning, and now we got an opportunity to really do well. I, I was I, – seriously, I, this is the most excitement I've had since we drafted Derrick Rose. Yeah. And um, I went to watch the practice. I was like, wow, like this This is going to be a much better team than Nick Ferdale gave us credit for. So, Nick, Slick Nick, if you're out there listening, <laughs> saying we're well, going we to be the 11th seed in the Eastern Conference. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay? eleven seed. I guess you didn't see the preseason game. And somebody said, well, don't get too excited. It was a preseason game. It's still an NBA team. It's still the first game for both teams, a whole new roster, having to fill each other out, trying to find their roles and identity. And they went out there at one point. When was the last time you saw a Bulls team in preseason, probably in our championship years, have 130 in the third quarter? You know, it was just insane. And you looked up and you're like, oh, my God, like we've got like 135 points in the third quarter, and there's still a whole quarter left. And I'm like, oh, my God, they might score 160.
3: And you got a new phrase for the team? That's going to be uh, merchandise all over Somebody's the place. got yeah,
0: people's already people's to say, you know what? You know what, America? You know, everything I do, yeah. you know, comes from the heart. Oh. It comes you from gotta, the heart. You
3: got to patent it or trademark it uh, you know, first. No, trust, you know, me, copyright. Copyright.
0: trust me, we're already on that. Okay, we're already on that, okay? So, so, so there's going to be a lot of dunks this year, America. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fast break city. It's going to be – this team is going to be an exciting team to watch um, just because of the fact there's so many dunkers on this team. Yeah, There's so many athletes. On this team They're quick They're long They're athletic So it's gonna be A nightly basis Where there's gonna be Some nasty plays And I, I gotta be ready To go man So I came up With something the other night Just off the cuff uh, Shy Slamma jamma, Yeah Cause we had like Back to back dunks Like it was back to back And I was just like And it, I brought back The old memory Of five Slamma jamma. Yeah. With the with Houston Clyde Cougars Rexon, back yeah. in the 80s. And I always thought that was the coolest name. That like. was. Yeah. And and it could never be duplicated because, you know, because that was a college and you're talking about a fraternity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, here it is, you know, 2021, 20, And then I hit him with the shy slamajama. jamma. Yes, that's sweet. And that's that's pretty cool because that's because <laughs> it's a Chicago thing. It's about Chicago. And you can only you can only be in this fraternity if you can dunk. There's right. no layups in this fraternity so <laughs> if you land the ball up you can't be in shy slam pajamas. so it's only dunks and we didn't even see derrick jones jr who was a Ooh, former slam dunk champion. tony bradley yeah. i mean there's there's i mean patrick williams kobe white kobe white i mean this team is is athletic it's long i think the biggest concern is the you know just having bigs you know not being a very big team but man when you start javante green at the power forward spot and you saw what he yeah, did out there. Yeah. It was like, like I used to say five Nuwabas. There's like five David Nuwabas out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's very similar mm-hmm. to that. He's always on the ball. He's always getting steals, passing lanes. He was overmatching the power forward by the rookie Mobley. Mobley is a first-round pick, lottery pick. And 6'10", 6'11", is going to be a dynamic player as he gets stronger and, and his body grows into his body. But I thought Javante Green did a great job on him. I mean, pushed him outside on the block and then played to his strength. Says, okay, I'm going to push you off the block because you're so strong. I can't stop you in here. But if I get you to catch the ball a little further, and now when you face me up – I can use my guard skills defensively to attack the dribble, which he did and forced him into taking some bad shots. I think he had two or three blocks at six foot three and the big play of the game when he dunked on Lowry Mark and Lowry blocked the shot and then he power dribbled at six foot three and put Lowry in the hole. And that was like, I mean, that was just, just a fitting play by Javante.
3: Yeah. Javante Green had uh, eight rebounds and four blocks at, six, four, which at six, is, four, which is pretty pretty incredible.
0: And now you, you figure this, too. Now, he's going to go back to the bench, mm-hmm. okay? And you're going to have Patrick Williams move back into the starting lineup. The Bulls' bench is going to be very nice. If you – Caruso, yeah. I'm telling you right now. He was great. America. Yeah. America Bulls fans if you think that Alex Caruso is just a guy that you like the cigar and put him in at the end of the game when you know people chanting his name he's not that type of player he is a legit NBA player he can play both ends offensively defensively he sees the floor I, I liken it to if you had a pickup game and you saw you know Adam I mean uh, uh, Alex Caruso pulled up to the park and he's the only white guy there and and Teams would be like, well, no one's going to pick him. He'd be <laughs> the last guy taken. No one would take him. Because they they look at him and go, no, nah, he's not a player. He's not a player. He, put a little, he put his little white headband on, yeah. you know. And no one would pick him. But when he finally got on someone's team, that team would never lose. And he'd be the reason why they wouldn't lose. And that's, that's playing with LeBron um, has done wonders for his confidence. And I saw him at Texas A&M when he was a, a freshman, uh, him and DeAndre Jordan when I used to do Big 12 games. And I, I walked in the gym and saw him doing all kinds of dunks. And I was like, who is this dude? Who's this white kid doing yeah, all yeah. this, you know? And they're like, oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. And so he's, I mean, he's doing 360s and between the leg dunking. And I was just like, wow, I was i was really caught. And he could shoot the ball. I mean, he wasn't just an athlete. He could actually play. And, and, and you see it now. I mean, he came in the game, he had 10 assists off the bench. Mm-hmm. You pair him with Kobe white off the bench now so now kobe can be his natural score he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands he can actually be now zach levine role and now you got a point guard and caruso that you can put out there with any of those guys and good things are going to happen but now you pair him with with kobe white you know maybe derrick jones coming in i mean that second unit is going to be really rich Javante green is going to be out there so that's going to be a dynamic second group
3: zach levine had a very Quiet and easy 25 points. He had a couple of spectacular dunks, but Zach even said after the game, It's going to be so much fun playing with Lonzo Ball, who has a superior basketball IQ, who's going to get me the ball in places where I can score easily. It's not like he has to bring the ball up the court, fight off screens, you know, be double and triple team. Zach is going to find that his points, he may not score as much as last year because it's going to be more balanced. But his scoring is going to be easier, and he may take the, that efficiency to even another level.
0: Well, I, I liken it to what Chris Paul did with Devin Booker. You know, Devin Booker before Chris Paul was there, he had to initiate the offense, he had to set his teammates up, he had to score. Zach was like that last year, and he was phenomenal at doing that. But if you look at Zach's numbers in the fourth quarter last year, they dipped a lot right. because he was he was fatigued. Now you've got so many guys that take the pressure off of him. You got a point a true point guard in Lonzo Ball that can make everybody's game easier. It's not just Zach's, Vooch's game's gonna be easier. DeMar DeRozan, he knows how to get people the ball in their comfort zones where they can just go up and score and do what they do best. And he controls the tempo. When you watch him, I mean, it's kinda like, I liken it to like a Magic Johnson you know how Magic was, Magic would get the ball and the first thing he did instinctively was look up the floor before he even dribbled. And then he would flick the ball ahead. If someone was wide open, he'd flick it ahead 60 Mm -hmm. feet, bam, and hit you lonzo is that same type of guard he's got great vision and when he gets the ball the first thing he does is always look up the floor if he sees someone ahead of him he will pass the ball ahead if it's caruso if it's zach it's DeRozan, he will pitch it ahead he won't pound the ball all the way up the floor Mm -hmm. and then get you in a set he's trying to get fast break points he's trying to get out and run a little bit and that's the one thing i saw out of him and another thing i saw out of him is he's a two-way player he's a legit two-way player he puts so much pressure on darius garland bringing up the floor. One time the Bulls had scored on the dunk. He picked up 94 feet. And Garland is super quick, super quick. And he harassed him all the way up the floor, mm-hmm. almost forced a turnover. And then, you know, he got, he had like three or four steals. He had eight assists, had a couple of blocks. He was guarding Lowry, marking in the post. Most of the time when you have a point guard, guarding a seven footer, you're looking to come double to help out. He's got such good size at the point guard position in six foot six. He doesn't need help. He said, I got him. Don't worry about it. Stay on your man. I got him. And Lowry, well, you know, Lowry's not a post-up guy anyway, but Lowry could not even move. You know, Lonzo, Lonzo striped those, you know, swiped the balls, led into a turnover. And then what else do you like about them? 30-something um, assists. 36 to, like to nine. Nine, nine yeah. turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, it was 32 assists and three turnovers. Mm. Most of those turnovers came with that second group. Right. That first group. Third only had group. That, that, yeah, <laughs> third group. But that first group, I, I think, going into that, that second half of the, uh, of the game, had three turnovers.
3: Yeah, they were very impressive. And a lot of people were worried about, Can Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan coexist as primary scorers? And you could see the the, uh, early indications that they're gonna do some things in a two-man game where they're gonna really put the defense in a bad spot.
0: Well, DeMar has the ability to get to the foul line and that's something the Bulls didn't have last year. a Guy that can actually go in there and get to the foul line four or five times, put pressure on the defense in mid-range game, post-ups. And he can also attack. The one thing the Bulls have this year that they haven't had in a while is that at any given time, they can put four actual ball handlers on the floor that can attack anywhere on the floor. Okay. You throw, I mean, throw Javante green out there. Who's actually a guard at one point, you know, it was just Vooch was the biggest body out there, but they had four guys that could attack from anywhere on the floor, create for themselves and create for their teammates. They're very unselfish right now. Um, you know, they're getting it. And and what happens Mark, and you know this is when you have been practicing and you see it's working in practice and then you go out in the game and you're like, Whoa, like this, this stuff really works, you know. <laughs> this, you know, hustling, playing defense, and getting after guys and getting steals. Because the more opportunities, you know, you don't need to worry about where your shot's going to come. You're going to get a lot of shots in transition. You're going to get a lot of shots if you run the floor and 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 take advantage of matchups that you can attack. Um, I I just like what I saw. I know it's the first preseason game, and it's 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 so. Bulls fans are like hyped because I'm hyped. You know, um, but you had to like what you saw on yeah. the defensive end. More yeah, so the it, offense. More it wasn't
3: just that they beat up a bad Cleveland team. It's the way they played. This yeah. is a style that can translate against good teams in the regular season. I, you know, we've we've both followed the league for so long. Sometimes you can get fooled by a score. But the way they played is what stood out to me. I, it's a style I think translates.
0: Well, and, and think about this. You know, not I, I don't like to beat a dead horse about last year's team. But last year's team creeped into the top 12 defensively and they were not really a good defensive Mm -hmm. team, but they were in the top 12. This team is much more athletic, much more long, you know, long with more length. This team could easily, Billy Donovan has had, you know, over the last four or five years, his team's always been in the top five. And I could see this team being in the top five defensively. And that right there is gonna be the difference of how far you're able to go into the playoffs. If you can't play defense and guard people, uh, take away Brooklyn, okay? Brooklyn is, is gonna be a team that's gonna be tough to guard. They're just going to be tough to guard. They got three hall of famers in their lineup. It's going to be tough to guard them. Can they be beaten? Yes, they can. Okay. Especially if Kyrie Irving doesn't get the vaccination and, and we have some playoff series in Brooklyn, he may not be able to come. Then we might be able to get him. Okay. So, but uh, look at the Eastern conference. I mean, the Trey Young's and Atlanta and the New York, I mean, I believe the Bulls are better than those teams. I believe honestly they're better than those teams. You know, you got Boston. You know, Boston's gonna be much better when they're healthy, when they mm-hmm. get all their guys. But I, I just honestly believe that the Bulls are gonna shock a lot of people. And now everybody after they saw that first game and they saw how they won, you know, they're like, hey man, we need to get them on national TV. That's right. We need yeah. to we need to start paying a little bit more attention to them because all the all the critics were like, Oh, the Bulls are gonna suck, they can't guard anybody, boom, boom. And then they went out there and they saw like, wow. Like, that was impressive. First preseason game, no jitters, no, there was no kind of, like, you know, you you know how it is when you get all these new players. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's only three returning players. I don't even count Vooch because Vooch came in the second half. So it's really, you know, it's Zach, it's Patrick Williams, and it's Kobe Kobe, White. Those are the only three returning guys that have been in Billy Donovan's system. Everybody else is new. So when you you go out to that first game, Mark, you think there's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, hiccups. There's going to be a lot of mistakes being made you would have just watching that game the other night you would have thought they'd been playing together for years
4: here's their starters stats 16 assists nine steals three turnovers yeah
0: yeah and every one of those starters were plus 30 on the plus and minus board right okay and and this is what's going to happen to zach zach now this is the best team zach levine has ever played on ever since he's been in the nba probably even in college so he now is going to have to, like, he sees all this talent around him. He played in Olympics. He saw what it was like being on that kind of team. His game is going to elevate just by playing with better players. And so when he steps on the floor, these guys are going to hold each other accountable. So when you're playing defense and you're watching Javante Green block, Lowry around rebound, gets eight rebounds at six foot three at the power four position. Uh, you see Lonzo Ball getting steals and getting his hands in the passing lane, blocking shots. If you're the other three players, Vucevic, you know Zach, DeRozan, how can you not come out there and play with that same intensity? Right, yeah. How can anybody on the bench who comes off that bench and you watch Caruso and how he gets after people? How can you not want to play like it's that? Contagious. It's contagious, and and everybody's having fun. They're laughing on the bench. I mean, where's the last time you saw guys having a good time? You know, blowing a team out, having a good time. They they didn't do that in the last couple yeah. of years. They always looked like they, you know, it was like they were miserable. They weren't having fun, and and this year you can just tell they. They bought into it they're unselfish and the most important thing talking to billy donovan is every one of those guys are high character and high basketball iq and we didn't even
3: mention uh, troy brown jr who came yeah. off the bench knocked down a yeah, couple, of threes, a couple right threes right away down. scored yes. a double figures and he's a guy at 6'6, 6'7 who could defend and is going to fit in with exactly the style i want to play
0: they just they're just so much better i mean <laughs> from top to bottom they're just so much better and you got to give you know jj polk you know ak mark the, all the credit in the world and then give, you know, Michael Reinsdorf, you know, basically saying, Hey, do what you got to do to turn this around. Right. You know, he didn't put any restrictions on him. We don't want to spend this money. We don't want to, he's like, Hey, the vault's open. Do what you need to do to turn this around. We want a winner and we're going to trust you with that. And he's, he's given AK and these guys uh carte blanche to do whatever they needed to do. And they've completely turned this, this franchise around. And what they've done is they've set themselves up for future success with other free agents. Mm-hmm. See, when you're winning and you're winning the way they're doing and they're having fun and people are seeing this, now you get guys who are, who, who are looking like, let's say a Kawhi Leonard. I'm just using them as an example. But Kawhi Leonard's like, man, they look like they're having fun. You know, they're, right. they're, they're doing some special things in Chicago. They're playing team basketball. They're, they're defending. They're playing hard. I, I want to play with them
3: right yeah that could happen down the road there's no question about it you mentioned Kyrie Irving in passing and, and I'm curious your take on that situation if the fans aren't aware of the particulars of it right now there are certain protocols in different cities where a player has to be vaccinated to practice or play in their home arena and New York is one of those cities so Kyrie Irving can't practice with the team during training camp he can't play in preseason games if this carries on into the regular season he would have to miss 41 home games, plus the one in San Francisco. So he'd miss more than half the season. He's going to lose money uh, in the games that he missed. But Stacey, from a team chemistry standpoint, obviously he's, he's Durant's good buddy, and Durant I know is continually sticking up for him in his public comments. How would, how would you handle that situation if you were his
0: teammate? Well, listen, I mean, here's what I look I mean, the vaccination is very important. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says, okay? It's very important. I know there's some people out there that have various reasons why they don't want to take the vaccination, um, but there's 50 million people that's taken the vaccination, and they're all from different walks of life. They're, you know, there's obese people, there's tall people, skinny people, black, white, blue, green. 50 million people have taken it, okay? I don't know what the the, the numbers are, how many people have died from the, from the, I don't know that, but I'm just saying there's 50 million people that have taken the vaccination, okay? And it looks like, No one's dying from the vaccination. We don't know what the numbers are, but it doesn't look like there's a lot of people dying from the vaccination. So go get the vaccination. You know, your team team needs you. You're an important part of the team. Go get the vaccination. You know, a lot of times people just want to fight just to fight. You know what I'm saying? They well, they want to stay, they they have a cause, and no one can tell me what to do. No one can tell me what to put in my body. But then you know you start looking at all these people who are who are who don't believe in the vaccination, and then they end up dying from COVID. And then you interview them, and they say, "Well, oh, I wish I would have got the shot." Or they're asking the doctors for the right, shot right. right then when they're on the on when their deathbed. Yeah. It's too late. So all this all this narrative on the outside and 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 you know I mean I it's it's sad because at the end of the day, you know what. You're going to miss half the season. Your team has a chance to win an NBA championship, you know, and you're going to sit out half the games just because of you know you believe you you don't want someone to tell you what you should be doing and what can you put in your body. I just think it's wrong.
3: Well, Andrew Wiggins of the Warriors took a hard line stance on that initially, but then he got all the peer pressure from his teammates in the media, and he did get the vaccine, knowing that he said. You know, I can't play in the NBA unless I get the vaccine. So he yeah. got it, and now he's going to be part well, of a team that should be very good this year. Well,
0: and, and then on the same situation, you're going to be losing a lot of money. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, just because you, want to, you, you, you have your beliefs that you want to stand in, you're going to be lo- losing millions and millions of dollars. Is it really worth all that? And then on top of that, if you're on a good team that has a chance to win a championship and people are counting on you and you don't show up, it's like – Okay, well, then he's not, you know, he, he you know, he doesn't really care about the team. And I just think it's, I just, in my opinion, I just think it's wrong. You know, you do what you want. You know, everybody has their own rights. You do what you want. You don't believe in the vac- vaccination, don't take it. But I've, I know firsthand people that are friends of mine that I went to college with that didn't want to take the vaccination, didn't believe in it. Three of those people died. Yeah. Died. And so – I see it totally different. My brother passed away from COVID and they didn't have the vaccination at that point. Right. So, so I've seen it firsthand. I've had, I've had probably at least 12 people that I know personally that have died. So I look at it in a totally different yeah. way, totally different way.
3: And the, the thing for Kyrie Irving is as long as Kevin Durant has his back, they can't touch him. But yeah. if Kevin Durant ever changes his opinion, he'll be out of there so fast as hell. Well,
0: I mean, I mean, do you, do you really do you really want him to have to be in that position? But he's put him there. Yeah, you put yeah. him in that. And and Kevin Durant is like I said before. I've said this before on this show, America. Kevin Durant is one of the few guys that can get along with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like he can actually fit in, blend in and not be a diva. He can fit in and blend his talents in. he'll still stand out, but he, he would prefer to be in the back. In like the back. in the Olympics. Yes. Yeah. He'll just, I, I prefer to be in the back, but you're putting, you're putting Kevin Durant in a tough situation because you know, this team is favored to win the championship mm-hmm. yeah. and you not showing up and possibly missing 41 games. New York is not changing their protocol. Okay. And you got to remember too, that, This is just a start of, of how they're doing things. Like you're not going to be able to go anywhere without vaccination. This is just a start of this, you know, we're doing it in arenas. You know, the bulls are doing it. A lot of the arenas in the country are doing it. You have to be vaccinated to get in and show proof that you've been vaccinated. It's going to be a point where you can't get on a plane. You can't go to restaurants and what are you going to do then? You, right. You're not going to be able to survive. And
3: yeah. to the NBA's credit, they're saying that about 95% of the players are vaccinated. So that, that is a good thing from the league's perspective.
4: By the way, our guest
3: has joined. She's in the oh, Sriracha waiting room. Well, we, waiting. we don't want to keep her waiting. waiting. No. Wait the the history-making broadcaster, Lisa Byington, is going to join us, talk about her experiences working with Stacey King. Now she is the TV play-by-play voice of the defending NBA champion Milwaukee Bucks, replacing the great Jim Paschke. So Lisa is next on episode four. Give me the hot sauce.
0: Give me the hot sauce.
3: (laughs) Ah, yes, the unforgettable Northwestern fight song. We want to bring in a proud Wildcat alumni. The great Lisa Byington joins us on Give Me the Hot Sauce, episode 49. Lisa, thank you so much for making time for us. I know it's been a whirlwind for you over the last few weeks. Congratulations on becoming the first full-time female play-by-play voice in the NBA. Yes. Yeah. A round of applause from the Give Me the Hot Sauce crew. Yes.
5: I appreciate it. You know, actually, going back to the fight song, it's a fun fact not only is that the Northwestern fight song, but it was my high school fight song
2: wow. too. No way. Oh,
3: wow.
5: I decided to go to Northwestern. I always joke with people. It was because I didn't have to learn a new fight song.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think that's you cool. could have handled it. So what kind of player were you at, at Northwestern? I know two you sports, played basketball and soccer, yeah. but let's, let's, let's stick with basketball for now. Describe uh, your playing style in your college days.
5: Oh, I was kind of the feisty, in-your-face uh, point guard, okay. and um, we played a flexed offense, so it didn't go very well, so <laughs> I, I became the backup point guard very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, my stats aren't that exciting. They're actually more exciting in high school than they were in college, but um, it's, you know, I, I love the school, and, and I did play two sports, so I, I was yeah. recruited there to play That's four years crazy. of basketball, and then two years of soccer. It is a little crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's actually the most fun that I ever had in college because I'm a person that likes to juggle a lot. And, and I think that's actually paid dividends in my professional career. You know, the more mm-hmm. I do, I think the better I'm at. I am. And so to, to handle two sports and, and academics at Northwestern, it, it honestly, it was great. It was uh, it was the best time of my life.
3: And you were also the play by play voice for the Chicago Sky, the Sky moving on to the WNBA finals. You must be enjoying watching that from a, a little bit of a distance now
5: well i actually was able to be at the game
3: that's uh, great
5: when, yeah yeah when they uh when they got to the uh, WNBA finals and uh, a cool story with that is actually i went with one of my best friends in college and and he brought his daughter who's eight years old and she had never been to a WNBA game and so it was amazing to watch her at the end of the game we were driving back and she said she was asking about number thirty, which is Azurae Stevens. And then she was asking who's number three, Candace Parker. And so she literally in the back seat was writing down their names and wanted to make sure she had the spelling of the names correctly. Mm-hmm. She wrote Candace as first name. She wrote Azurae. Had to ask Azurae's spelling like three times, but she got it. Um, and she's going to write them letters. And so she got home with her dad, and and he took a picture of her. And uh, and she's writing letters last wow. night to
2: wow. Parker. Yeah, that's Azuray. cool.
5: Yeah, it was awesome. So I actually tweeted about it and it's actually taken off on social media a little bit more than than what I realized it would.
3: That girl's going to be a celebrity.
2: Uh-oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a yeah. <laughs> so, so, so LB, tell, tell the listeners, like, you know, how you got your start in broadcasting and, you know, who did you look up to, you know, um, as you were getting into this career? Like, who did you say, you know, I like that. I want to, I want to follow in those guys footsteps, or her footsteps or whatever. Was there someone that stood out to you that said made you want to do this?
5: You know, it's funny because like I I listened to some other play by plays and they're like seven years old and they knew at seven years old that they wanted to be a play by play or an announcer. And, And that just wasn't me. You know, when I was a little girl, I was out playing sports all the time. And so when I watched TV, I was watching TV thinking that. I was always going to be the athlete that the broadcasters were talking about. Yeah. And so, you know, it wasn't until college where you start realizing as you get older that, oh, you know what? I really can't play for the rest (laughs) of my life. So it was in college where I was like, you know what? I probably should start kind of deciding what I wanted to do. And and honestly, quite honestly, like at the time like Sports Center was the the show, right? And yep. On ESPN. And like when I was a kid, I would wake up, I would eat my bowl of cereal and and that's what I would tune into. And and I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to know when SportsCenter Center had those reruns, yep. you know? They what the one the one a m or the two a m sports center, and then I would watch the same sports center all the way through in the morning, eating my cereal, my lucky charms, or whatever it was. and so my first goal, Stacy, was actually to be a sports center anchor. Um, I just I loved their style, uh, it, you know, even like Stuart Scott wasn't necessarily a woman, you know, I loved Dan patrick and Stuart scott yeah. and and the old sports center days. Uh, but if there is one woman actually who stood out to me. Um, and it it resonates now more as I thought about it, was Robin Roberts. And it's because I think she was a former athlete. She was just so always composed and poised on TV, and she still is. But I think if there was one person who I was like, that's that's the woman who I want to be on TV, it would have to be her.
3: Lisa, it seems like you are always willing to accept any new challenge. You've done Olympic broadcasting. You've done multiple sports on, on different levels. What is it about you that that is so eager to embrace a new challenge and say, you know, that might not might not be something I'm real familiar with, but I can do it.
5: I think it's uh, it all goes back to never say no to opportunity, Um, because if if I did, you know, I, I I. be sitting in Kalamazoo, Michigan, probably, um, <laughs> still working one of my first jobs, which is at like a, a brew pub in Kalamazoo, Michigan. And, and I think you got to take that jump. I think you have to be, you have to risk and, and you have to make yourself uncomfortable. Um, if you, if you ever find yourself too comfortable, then you got to challenge yourself in in some way. And, and that was taking my first job in Alpena, Michigan, where, um, before the era of satellite radio, for my interview, I'm hitting scan on the radio dial. It's going all the way through <laughs> without stopping, and it was on FM. So that's how that's how remote Alpena, Michigan, was at the time. Rolled the dice, and, and that's how I got started. And. And every single opportunity where you know it's it's Big Ten Network starting in 2007, where they came to me and they said, "Hey, can you, you'd be a sideline reporter. Never been a sideline reporter before. I worked with John. He was one of uh, my first producers um, on the sideline. And and it's just you know you have to say yes to all those things because the yes opens up the door to another opportunity. That opens the door up to another opportunity, and and that's how you grow and get better and. Sometimes you kind of land the dream job,
4: and I can personally say I've done like soccer, uh, softball, softball uh, with Lisa, men's basketball. We did the first women's game on Fox Sports mm-hmm. last year yeah. with Sarah, and there's never been a, an event that I've walked away said ah, she's always at her A game, and there's no there's no surprise that she was able to take go up the ranks and work for cbs and turner sports because even those smaller events she always was on top of everything and those are those are challenging so oh, of no sm- question yeah smaller you know where you don't have all the information and and uh but always just ready to perform and i'm like i said i'm not surprised that she's now in the nba and i i guess i segue because now you're in the nba and you did your first game and then all of a sudden- With John have, directing. Without me, I'm directing, and we have a situation in Memphis, and <laughs> I was telling Stacy, it reminds me, because Stacy always likes to say, it's like the Titanic, and the guys are playing, <laughs> the band's playing, and everybody's getting off the boat. And I was thinking, there's no way Kim would have stayed on the air. No, nope. I,
1: I was, I was nope. texting John, and I said, John, why, is Lisa, why are Lisa and Marcus still in the stadium? If, how do you know it's a, it's a <laughs> fake? We were wondering the same thing. No, that was crazy. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, get him out! And... That made me so
3: mad. The you band, did a great the job. Yeah, the fans got playing. three quarters of entertainment. It's, it's over now. You know
1: what, Lisa? Well, they, that's uh, how I know how smart you are. because well, people a, don't know what we're referencing.
5: You know, it, the first game they ever do, right? It goes three quarters, and you're not yeah. expecting that. And I'm joking with Marcus Johnson. Like, is it something I said? You were know? <laughs> <laughs> great. two games like this. And so I joke with people now that, you know, for this job, there was so much buildup to it and everything. You just kind of want to ease into it. Like, we just yeah. don't want to go the full four quarters, like maybe three Three and then John, when we do our game Sunday coming up, like maybe three and a half, and then by the sure. time we get to the regular
1: season, we'll get to the four full quarters and, and knock it out of the park. I think you killed it, and I think that it showed how smart you are because doing your job is one thing, but being able to fill like that is something else, and you really shined. And the other thing is, I think um, I'm, I don't know why I'm talking so much, but I think you made <laughs> Marcus better. To be honest with you, I've been listening to Marcus and Jim for years, and he seemed really and you're relaxed a big fan with of Jim's. you. Yeah. Oh, I love Jim. But I mean, he seemed like I think you brought out it's more personality in him. And he was like, you know, kind of charming and just a little more relaxed. And I thought I thought you did it just a phenomenal job. Well, I appreciate
5: that. You know, wow. I um, as a point guard and, you know, I've worked with Stacy and I've loved working with Stacy. But um, in my opinion, um, you know, radio is a play by play sport and, and TV is an analyst sport you can see, you know, everything that's happening. And, and I think it's the, I think the analysts, you know, it's called color for one thing, right. For one reason. And, and I think they can, they can add their personality, their spice, their X's and O's um, you know, Stacy is, is so good at his job and, and I have so much respect for, Marcus as well, that as a point guard, I really feel like it's, for me, I, I joke that I'm a, a pass first, shoot second point guard. And I know that that ruins my reputation now. And then maybe like in the <laughs> NBA, the way
2: that point <laughs>
5: guards play these days, right? Uh, but, but that's the attitude I have, you know? Zora Stevenson is fantastic. Marcus Johnson is so good at his job that, and I'm the new kid, right? And so who am I to come in and, and, and not try to lift them up? And, and so I appreciate that feedback because that's that's exactly the approach I'm taking this year.
0: And see in, in America, Chicago, here this we go. was this oh, was here we go. she was one of my hand-picked <laughs> oh, gosh. people. Oh, my I did. I picked her I I I put I her, I picked her because I wanted to work with her because I I've been a big fan of hers from the outside looking in. And I I'm all one of these, you know, I'm one of these guys like give everybody a chance. I don't look at it man, female, that I don't look at it if their person is good. Given an opportunity and you know we we gave we gave uh lisa an opportunity let's talk about that
4: because you know mark (laughs) let's talk about behind the scenes so uh we go to memphis and you know lisa's on the charter and i'm like all right well why don't we just here's what we normally do we'll just maybe get king to come down (laughs) oh my (laughs) god we, we sat and it's like pass first listen first talk second so king shows up in the lobby and Stacy just went into like how many stories?
0: You know, get? I'm. You know, as America, you know, I love to tell stories. I got a million stories to talk about, but but seriously though no, honestly it was, it was a lot of stories, a lot of stories. It, was, it was a lot of stories, like, a lot of stories. It was,
5: uh, John it was uh, pass first listen for 50 minutes second
0: <laughs> you know what I was wow. just trying to make you comfortable Lisa because I knew <laughs> were, I know you, you were coming you were coming to the, the big stage and you know me being Michael Jackson it's hard to find a Jackson to be on stage with me so, so you were coming on as Janet you're the most talented Jackson besides me so I wanted to make sure that when you came on stage that didn't get stage fright so that's why i was trying to relax and get you but i will say this like i had a blast work with her i mean she she is she knows her stuff she is the ultimate professional and and i've i've like i said i've been watching her from afar and I've always thought she's one of the best in the game. It was just a matter of time before she got an opportunity at the NBA level. Until she tried to ring, uh, sing the jingle, though. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. yeah she, we had right. a sponsor. Yeah. That's our sp- yeah,
4: Jeff Vukovic. Yeah, Jeff Vukovic, You yeah, uh, said Lisa, yeah. Lisa singing. That's
0: a no-no. Okay.
5: I think that was the, the last uh, game we worked. And now that I think about it, is that coincidence?
2: Yeah,
0: He
5: wrote the permission, uh, to, permission yeah, yeah. For, for me to sing the jingle.
0: Yes, uh, I did. I, I I made her sign as I made her sign a waiver to uh, <laughs> sing the nationwide jingle and um, she never sang it again. Huh? But anyway, it was, that wasn't, listen, I will say this. When it came down to decision making, you were in my top three people when it came down. That's how close you were. We've talked on We talked behind the scenes. But I really, really enjoyed working with you. And I knew it was just a matter of time that, you know, because you're so versatile. Anybody that can do what you do in many sports. Like I jumped and did baseball a couple of weeks ago. And I have the utmost respect for like you guys and Adam and guys who do like football, baseball, basketball. I went from basketball to baseball. And I do know baseball. Okay. But it was it was a challenging thing for me as an analyst. Even though I'm the color guy, it was a challenging thing for me because there's so many things you have to know, not just the players, their background, but numbers. You know, analytics in baseball is so huge. And I was just like, man, I'm not quitting my day job. I'm staying where I was at. Because I'm I'm in a comfort zone in that basketball. That's that's my element. Coming out to that baseball doing the White Sox game that night. Whoo, man, I would do it again, though. I ain't gonna lie. I'd do it again. Uh, as long as we didn't have no rain delays, I'd do it again.
5: Well, I'll say this, uh, Stacey, you, you know how much I, I loved working with you and, and just appreciated the opportunity to, to be with the Bulls. And, you know, there's there's some things like, first of all, you got to make sure that Stacey has his bag of Starburst, Ah, yeah. Got to make sure that that's all set. Um, but you know, and, and, and I, I, hope this doesn't get lost. Um, and, and this is something that, that I realized and just working closer to you and side by side with you is, uh, you know, you're a fun guy. And I think that stands out to everyone, right. That you're, you're a fun guy, but I hope it doesn't get lost at how well, you know, the game, you know, and, and that's one thing that I just really, really appreciated is that you have that unique mix of making people laugh And then making people think too, you know, Um, and, and it's just, it's, it's a gift. And so um, it was awesome. And and I really appreciated the opportunities It got my feet wet in the NBA and, um, and I'll never forget that. So this
0: will be the last time that I'm being nice to you. So wait a minute. So Lisa, so what you're saying, Lisa, what you're telling America, what what you're telling America and the the give me the hot sauce fans is it was me. It was me to help you get your feet wet. It was me to held your hand. And now you got the opportunity to be the lead person in Milwaukee, which you deserve. I'm just playing. You You deserve it.
5: You know what,
0: Mark? I was wondering. He was being so quiet. Yeah, he was. Listen. Listen. Lisa don't let Lisa Lisa Lisa
5: Lisa don't let these
0: guys come between what me and you've established all right We have a relationship outside of this Don't let none of these guys come between us okay okay we're family. We're family. Oh my God. And then you're like a little sister to me. Or you're a, you might be an older sister. You might be, a, you might be older than me. No, I don't know. No, no way. No, no, I'm 40. No. Don't flatter yourself. Well, you're 32, crazy. right? Yeah, I'm 32. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Say, <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Southside, Southside, I got that little shock collar. you keep on talking, I'm going to shock you little ass over there. All right? But but before I was really interrupted by the cackler, that's what we call Southside. She's the cackler. And she looks like Shirley Temple with her little curls today. I'm the good ship. Lollipop. <laughs> I love those little cute curls. All right. But, it. but, but I'm so I'm so happy for you. I, you know, think about this. You get to work for the world champions. How, yeah, many, how, how, many, how many people can say their first NBA job they get to work for like an elite organization, yeah. elite team? It's not I mean, Sacramento Kings. Yeah, it's not Sacramento <laughs> Kings. You know, it's not the Butte, Montana, Buffalo. It's the Milwaukee world champion yeah. Bucks, And Chill. you you come out and you you get this job because you, you earned it. But you get to step in there and you're an elite job right out the box.
5: Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, my, my first few days, I went to media day and training camp and it was really like my first few days seeing and interacting coaches, players, and, you know, they could have that elitist, hey, we just won a championship attitude. And, and um, I've been around other professional teams in and, and so many different sports, and, and a lot of them have that, you know? And, and it was not that way at all. And, and you guys know the work that, that John Horst, their GM, and, and kind of the attitude and the culture that they built and, and and he picks and chooses kind of like recruiting in basketball, you know, it's very deliberate about the not only the basketball skill set, but the personalities that, that the Bucks bring in and, and they gotta gel and mix and match in a very particular way. And that was the one thing that that really jumped out to me, and and everyone has just been first class across
4: the board. And then let's uh, let's put you to the test here. Why don't you pronounce some of those names in that first oh, game? This, <laughs> leave wow, her alone. Wow, Give her a chance. Bully, you cyberbully No, I mean yeah, she wow. killed one, it.
3: Once. See, we went I went
5: through one game. I, so She's like, come oh, on, yeah. how about the kid
3: from Seton Hall? You probably yeah, called some of Seton his Hall names kid. before. Sandro Mamo, yeah.
5: Kellis, There you go. Oh my gosh. Wow. And oh, okay. the Greek
3: import. I don't know if he's going to be on the team. Yes, you can
5: go Mamo. Yeah. So I covered him in Seton Hall. Yeah. Uh, for when we did some Fox games and stuff, so that one was pretty easy. You're yeah. the queen. That
0: that would that, if I was working, with you, I would just defer that one to you. <laughs> right, what, the what's his name, Lisa? What's played. that guy's name? You come up with a nickname dad, real oh, quick. He he would
4: yeah, you, would say, <laughs> you would say. You would say. You would say Greek freak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, remember when I remember when I said, "Yannis, out of the blue, because John John had me. We were doing the open, and we were rushed doing the open. And so, so he's like, so we're up there doing it. And he goes, and we're doing Milwaukee. I don't know if it was a preseason yeah, game or whatever. A it was a, game, a preseason yeah. game. So yeah. we were hustling up, and so he hit me. He's like, you know, he hit me with the little graphic, and I was like, and Yannis, out of the blue, that's then, lived on forever. Yeah, it's been there yeah, yeah, yabba yeah. Yabba. but but you know what? I don't feel bad because Obama messed it up. He's the president right. of the United States." <laughs> so I don't feel bad but I know his name now that's yeah, right yeah, yeah he, I know his name now it, it just rolls off the it point. rolls off we had
5: a, a Thanasis Antetokounmpo yeah.
0: too. oh yes um,
5: that was really play in our preseason game and so it was literally uh, I think it was De Cupo to Mamu Kellishvili. Yeah, oh, right. right. oh. So lot I said oh, yeah. that plays that that combo. There was a lot of vowels.
0: <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> they ain't lying. Wow, that is, that's that's, tough. that's ooh, Wheel of Fortune.
3: That's tough. Wow, I, I, knew, like I know you're bow, new on, on the beat, but everyone seems to be uh, giving the Eastern Conference to Brooklyn. What's the uh, what's the early feel inside that that Bucks? Uh, the whole operation, they feel like they can defend this title or are they kind of insulted that people are, are are saying Brooklyn's the team to beat in the East?
5: You know, Bud's Bud's actually been asked that question a lot. And and I think you can't anticipate what his answer would be. Right. It's, (laughs) you know, they don't pay attention to that. And, And, and I'll say this, like, so we were, I was sitting next to Marcus and we were watching the first training camp together. And he said, and he leans over and he says, you know what I'm noticing is they're just relaxed now. And they got this, like, championship swag to him Mm -hmm. a little bit like everything's gonna be okay you know and so I thought that was interesting from a from a guy who's obviously watched every game in in the last few years for him to kind of point that out obviously with with Brooklyn getting healthier that's going to be a big story and they're the favorite and I think a lot of people are pitting what the Lakers and Brooklyn together in in the finals but Milwaukee you know it's 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 gonna be hard to judge they look better in practice I will say than they do in the preseason because they got a little more pieces that we're watching yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now right now at practice um so so we'll see we'll see but the bulls I watched some of yeah, those. They look look oh,
0: yeah. 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 yeah they look good like, uh, yeah 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 get ready. Like, uh, Oh. Yeah, get, Ooh, get, get ready. ready get ready. Okay. We're going to surprise a lot of people. See, we were we were going to try to sneak up on people. But after that first preseason game, <laughs> America it. knows. Yeah. America knows that this is a different. This ain't, this ain't <laughs> your bulls grandmother's bulls last yeah. year. Okay. This ain't uh-huh. your grandma's bulls last year. Okay. Uh-huh. This is new bulls. Okay. And I've been rejuvenated. Oh, lot. I've been rejuvenated. Uh-huh. I'm finally going to be able to enjoy what I've been wanting to be for the last 15 years it's gonna <laughs> be a lot of fun and um i'll tell you what man um the east is gonna be a lot it's gonna be a dogfight. fight i mean there's like eight or nine teams that um it's gonna be very competitive it's not like top heavy anymore you know it used to be top heavy like three or four teams those are the three or four teams that were gonna get to the you know the eastern conference finals or the semis now you look I mean there's 8 or 9 teams. You got, you know, Charlotte I think is going to be good this year. Um, you got Miami, you got, you know, Boston that no one's really talking about. Uh, you got us who Nick Fradel had us like 11 of 12 in the Eastern <laughs> Conference which that's a joke. Um Are but
1: going to mention him every I am. I want I
0: am. I am. I'm cuz he's going to he well, me dinner. On that you know, bet. I'm going to get yeah. on that bet. Yeah, cuz we're going to be better, have a better record in New York. But I I still think, you know, the the, the you know, everybody says Brooklyn, but depending on what they do with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia, that, that's what I'm waiting to see mm-hmm. what happens there, because, you know, if he's on that team, is he come back? Is he is he disgruntled? Does he not want to be there? I mean, if you're Philadelphia, you definitely got to move him because he obviously doesn't want to be there. And it's going to be a distraction for your whole team. Um, but what do you get for him? I mean, I mean, who, who, who's willing to, to part with all the the assets that it's going to take to get him?
5: You didn't even, I don't
0: think you even mentioned the Hawks. Did you mention the Hawks? I'm not a big not fan of the, the Hawks, Hawks right now. Oh, okay. I, I, think, okay. I think the Hawks last year, it was a fluke. I think because, you know, they were the, one of the worst teams in the first half of the season last year. And then they made the coaching change and they were one of the best teams in the second half. With a young team, and I've seen this throughout the uh, throughout my career as a broadcaster. Sometimes young young players don't handle success very well, you know, because it came so quickly. And how are they? Will they be hungry this year? Will they have the same mental makeup that they had in the second half last year? I don't think so.
4: I think John Collins is going to be a beast. You see that Big dunk time. last night? I think he's yeah. going to give you problems.
0: I, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm listen. New York and, and Atlanta. I, I'm not really scared of them. Seriously, I'm not. I they don't I don't fear them. I'm more I'm more concerned with the the you know the Milwaukee's the you know the Brooklyn Nets. Those are the teams that I'm gunning for. The rest of these guys can be beat. I'm not worried about them.
3: There it is, Stacey King. <laughs> I'm not worried about
0: them handicapping the Eastern I'm Conference. I'm not, so. not worried about them. I'm not worried about them. You know, we're Chicago. We fear no one. Okay. <laughs> oh. those banners up there in that in those rafters, those are not decorations. See the banners behind me. <laughs> behind you. See those LB. See those banners back there. Those are not decorations. Those are actually banners of a championship caliber team. Okay. Oh, and you're on a championship caliber team now. What's going to be interesting with your guys is is that. I thought last year they all accepted their roles. You know, Bobby Porter's came in and really sparked him coming off the bench. Um, the one guy that, I was, that I'm going to be anxious to see this year, if he can stay healthy, is DiVincenzo. You know, missing most of the, uh, the second half last year. Didn't get in the playoffs. He had, what, a hurt ankle? They had surgery yeah, on his ankle? Game one. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm anxious to see how he plays. Uh, what additions have they made? I mean, what, what free agents did they get? Or did they just stay status quo with the team that won the championship?
5: Yeah, they brought in uh, Grayson Allen,
2: which is... Oh, right he's now. a brawl. Oh, no. Oh,
0: he's a perfect fit for that team. He's a perfect fit for that team. Oh my goodness! I, I listen. Oh man, is that the, is that the big frayeded hall right there? Is the no, Allen? they got other guys. Rodney Hood, left okay Germany. Yeah, Duke. I like it. Well, they got a Stacey, bunch of Duke it, guys. Yeah, they got. A they bunch just of Duke. brought.
5: Stacy, if it's not broke, yeah,
0: that's exactly you. Need, you need fill ins. Okay, they brought in Ojale okay. uh, from Ozalee Boston. They got and okay, Ozalee. yeah, I'm not. that's that. That's not moving the needle for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, but Grayson Allen. Oh, my God. (laughs) I just hope he doesn't trip people, just do all all kind (laughs) of antics. Now, I like Rodney Hood. I I like Rodney Hood. I've always liked Rodney Hood. I think Rodney Hood, if he can get in the right situation and get in a situation where they allow him to be Rodney Hood, uh, I think that'd be a great pickup, especially if he's healthy. But, oh, Grayson
5: Allen. What do you think of uh, Shemmy Ojale? Shemmy! (laughs) <laughs> shimmy
0: you know what I, he's gonna shimmy, take that shimmy, pj tucker role shimmy shimmy is is the tough physical player yep. he's going he's going to do the dirty work he's a younger pj tucker basically i don't know how how well he shoots the ball i don't think he's really a uh spot up three-point shooter shot like. last year. i mean you know i but now you're playing on the championship yep. team the pressure is a little not get different. That many you're not gonna get yeah. yeah the pressure but is a little bit different
4: isn't, isn't the key though they didn't lose anybody because portis opted back in And DiVincenzo will be there hopefully for the playoffs. They lost Tucker. Tucker went to Miami. Yeah. They lost PJ Tucker. Yeah, but I I don't think, to me, I watched him play and he did some things against Durant, but let's face it, he's not the key. Like, they didn't lose any. Usually, when you win a championship, you lose players you're waiting yeah. for me
3: to say something drastic right
0: <laughs> well well I, I look i look at the, i think the key with with milwaukee and i think it's going to be with any team this year because there's no nights off when you're the champion you know winning three championships and and being in that same situation you're everybody's super bowl and it's going to be interesting to see how they respond coming into these dog days where you've had you know three games and four nights you know four games and six nights and they're playing against a team that's not very good and you know well, do they show up and play well, every been, night
4: but you have to remember i mean they've been at that level at that elite level for three or four years now i know they lost toronto when they were up 2-0 but yeah. it's been the same guys now they added you know holiday was huge last year and I like that was like the, we, that was that that was like the deciding lisa said, factor though, right there You're like having
0: a point guard like holiday and
4: like lisa said with marcus it's it's getting through and you know this you got the three banners. It's getting through the grind, winning and knowing what it's like and, and knowing and what it takes. The
0: problem the problem with that is though, John, is that you know expectations, you know, they've been through the expectations, and they've, they've, they've had where they failed, Yeah, you know, where they were supposed to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were supposed to go to the finals. And they, they got, got beat failed. by Miami. Okay, now yep. they've gotten over the hump. The key right. for Milwaukee now is, just like any championship team is, is how you come out to start the season. Are you, are you coming out with the mindset, we are defending our title? Are you coming out with a chip on your shoulder because everybody is counting Brooklyn and Philadelphia ahead of you and they're saying you're the third best team or second best team? You know, how are you going to you know when you're tired, and and you know we got the COVID still going on, and we've got injuries that you got to account for. You know how are they going to respond when they got to play every single night? When every single team is there's a, there's a bullseye on their back.
4: Giannis, Giannis will. That's that's where Giannis steps in. And and Lisa, I thought that interesting story that you told about Giannis taking all the players. I don't know if MJ ever did this for you guys, but Giannis took everybody to Greece, right, Lisa, over the yeah. summer.
5: Yeah, yeah, he did. MJ never
0: spent that kind of money on us.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he never spent
0: Yeah he, 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 he had alligator arms. <laughs> alligator arms, brother.
5: <laughs> but I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a, it, it kind of, I, I think I said on the air, it, it reminds me of, of some of the college teams, but sometimes when they have the opportunity to go overseas on a foreign trip, you know, there's something about, you know, we all can hang out at the stars house in in your home city, but there's something about going somewhere, not only going somewhere, but going overseas somewhere to have that time to, to build the chemistry and and get to know your guys off the court. And, you know, for me, and to go back to the bucks and, and handling the kind of this, this this championship year and being the champions, I, I completely agree with you, Stacy. But the other thing that I'm going to be interested in seeing is, you know, I hate the term load management, but but yeah. for the Bucks, it's it's literally going to be a, a very real situation for them. I mean, Giannis, who normally is not very transparent about his health, I think with the media um, on media day, said like, "Look, I'm out of shape." Uh, my knees aren't great right now, and 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 so he, they have to maybe sort of ease him in, you know, to this season. When you've got a Middleton and a Holiday, who not only went into July to win an NBA championship, but they went even beyond that to play in the Olympics. So those are your your big three. Those are those are the guys that are you know, quote unquote, let's be realistic, going to win you that championship again. So it'll be interesting to see how many games they play when they they choose to kind of take that that time off because more so than any other NBA year for those three guys, staying healthy and managing them this year is going to be so crucial for Bud and this coaching staff.
0: I totally agree with you because that the season was turned around so quickly. I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I'm not going to lie, America. I said we should have started the season in December you know, because it went so long with the Olympics and everything. And now, you know, and you remember last year, there was so many injuries to key players in the playoffs that it kind of it kind of, it was an exciting playoff. It was exciting watching the playoffs, but when you don't have the main guys in there, you have LeBron and Anthony Davis ailing. You've got you know Jamal Murray and Denver out with the ACL, and you know all these guys that are injured. Kyrie Irving gets hurt with the ankle injury. James Harden is still not recovered from the strip club and the chicken wings. Um, <laughs> but so so you know having the season start so early. You know, I'm I, I I'm really thinking there's going to be a lot of lot of people missing a lot of games this year.
5: I think the league becomes real after the All Star break because I think there's going to be a lot of that for other teams, not just the Bucks, but but a lot of just kind of fitting in. When do we play? Which guy against who, and on what day? And uh, and you know, I, I think it gets real as we as we kind of turn the corner towards the end of the season, kind of midway through. Um, we'll, we'll see what these teams are about, right?
3: Yes. Lisa, we appreciate uh, sharing so much time with us. Before we let you go, though, I do want to point out something to our viewers and listeners that I saw on Twitter today. You received just a fantastic honor. The Big Ten Conference and the Big Ten Network are going to award the Lisa Byington Award to an aspiring young female journalist. Can you tell uh, our listeners something about that?
5: Yeah, well, first of all, it's it's an unbelievable honor that I never knew that they were talking about or, or thinking about and so ironically i found out about it on tuesday of the our my first nba game um, it was when we were in memphis and um, one of my bosses at big 10 network said he called me and he said look i know you're about to do your your free its game day and i know you're going to do your first nba game with the bucks but we really need you to hop on a zoom for like 10 to 15 minutes and i <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like really on game day, like you know, like and so he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear it's only going to take ten to fifteen minutes. And I said, do I have to do? It? Just show up. He says, just show up. And so I'm thinking did I do something wrong.
4: Yeah, are you getting HR? HR? <laughs> oh, HR. Hey, your contract. So I'm thinking,
5: like, did I say something in my last college football game? Did I do? You know. So I hop on the Zoom, not even knowing what's going to happen. It's very dramatic. I hop on, it's a black screen. It says, you know, the host will let you in. And I'm like, who's the host and <laughs> <laughs> be on the other side of that screen? So again, I'm thinking, what did I say? What did I say last Saturday? Uh, the, the screen clears and boom, there's Commissioner Kevin Warren sitting there. And I thought, oh. I- <laughs> Hi! You really got <laughs> yeah. <things> it <are> wrong.
2: <laughs>
5: I said, you know, I, I didn't know. I knew I had to be on a Zoom. I didn't think you were going to be on the other side of the screen. And um, you know, he congratulated me first on on the Bucks job, and then he presented this award to me, which I had no idea was coming. And uh, and I get even emotional now talking about it because because here's why: is it took a lot of people to believe in me. And sometimes believe in me when I didn't even see things in me. And so uh, to open up opportunities that you can walk through and, 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 you know, you grind and you work hard and you kind of build those. Right.
2: Yeah.
5: Um, but now to think that I have an opportunity to sit down with a student and I'll have a, a, a choice in who gets this award every year mm-hmm. and, and I'll be able to sit with them. They'll get a week at Big Ten Network and walk through and learn TV and the network and I'll get to work with them. And, and to be a mentor in that way um, for something that I didn't, I never had something like that, you know, and, and to be able to give back in a way that I had always hoped and dreamed kind of that I would have sort of that female role model for me. Um, it is amazing. And so it's, it was unbelievable. And I'm so thankful that I didn't say anything to get myself fired. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you're, you're, you're a trailblazer. And um, I mean, you're blazing trails for future you know, women who want to get into sports and be, you know, broadcasters and announcers. And that's awesome. And uh, like I said, you know, you're welcome. Lisa, from, you know you don't have to. You don't have to publicly check say to thank you. You know, uh, you know, I, know I know, I know, I know. You know, I know how grateful you are with me and how we are relationship with one oh, another. Um, you know, so you don't have to say thank you. I appreciate. I appreciate you as a friend and as a colleague. You are one of the best in the game, and I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad to see that you got the bucks. Uh, we are friends until we play, and then it's over. We'll be back friends when my bulls are kicking the bucks butt. Um, then you know we don't hold it against me. Don't hold it against me, LB. You're still my girl, okay? still my girl. When we beat you, you're still my girl. When we're
5: signing off, Stacey, do you want to sing a duet or anything? Like old <laughs>
0: Listen, you know what? <laughs> oh I, I don't my. think that's going to happen. You had your chance. You had an opportunity, and you, you just you, you had stage fright. Stage fright. Sorry, hey. Janet Jackson. You can't be with Michael Jackson all the time, baby.
3: I <laughs> love you, The pride love you too, of the Northwestern Wildcats, <laughs> Lisa Byington. Hey, Lisa, I just want to let you know, that fame could be fleeting. You know, they had about ten or fifteen people that passed through filling in for Neil Funk. I was lucky enough to do a couple of those games. I was in Stacy's top five at one point. I see he it down the three, listen, and that ain't in it. Hey, so, Mark, Mark you
0: know. was in my top five because we only had five people. So, that's why he was in the top five. And then the next year we added seventeen people. So,
1: it's a rough crowd. It's a rough yeah. crowd.
3: Rough it's crowd. tough to win over the king. So you did it. You've made it, Lisa. Thanks so much for joining us.
5: Hey, it's a pleasure, guys. Awesome.
3: Good Thank luck you. this year, yeah, girl. Yeah, best of luck with everything. We look forward to chatting with you again, and we'll get an up-to-date scouting report on the Milwaukee Bucks. Lisa Byington, our special guest on Give Me the Hot Sauce, episode 49. We're coming back with Rapid Fire next. Give me the hot sauce, huh? Really great catching up with Lisa Byington. You know, Stacey, she's still calling Big Ten football games and flying back and forth and doing this and that. I mean, it's, it's kind of like what Jason Bonetti was doing with the White Sox and doing all that. It's The broadcasters today have to be so versatile because they're in such high demand to go to all these events.
0: Well, I mean, Adam is doing that too. Adam, yeah. Adam is missing 14 Bulls games this year because he's got other commitments with Fox. So most, most um, announcers are like that now. They've got multiple jobs and... Um, they've been doing it for years, yeah. and Lisa's been doing it for years. She's really good in the Big Ten. She's really good. She did the Olympics this yes, year; it was really cool. Um, and so she's very versatile, and that's one of the reasons why she's uh, the Bucks, you know, new person now. So I'm I'm yeah. so happy for her. She's Mark, a great. Mark, you girl. Have,
3: you have three jobs. Yeah, nothing like what Lisa's got. <laughs> 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 uh, hey, uh, the <laughs> well, as we're Recording this on Thursday evening, the White Sox are about to lose the playoff opener to the oh, Houston Astros. Man. We were going to save it, but let, we might as well go into it now because Adams calling that with AJ prasinski He's doing a couple oh, of games in these man. series for Fox Sports mm-hmm. One, and you know I thought that they should have started Lucas Giolito in Game One. He was pitching oh, really well late in the yeah, season. You, you, you go, go on the road, throw your best, get that first game in the yeah. bank, and, Everybody and and Lance Lynn and struggle late in the year. He struggled again in Game he's got, One. Then
0: he had like a bad knee or something. Yeah, he yeah, had a sore a, knee. Yeah, right? I mean. Come on, ride the guys who are hot. Mm-hmm. Tony. No, Tony. It's the best Wake of five, up, five series. Tony. You can know, Tony, can't Tony, give it Tony, done it again you know now listen it's just game one but this is a huge it's game yeah uh, this is a huge game for the astros six to one. it's a final. huge game for astros going into this series you know i knew it was going to be tough because houston is just a you know just a, a really good baseball team They're, they've been up and down this year um you know we had carlos Correa yeah. on there early yeah. in the season and you know he had talked about you know the white Sox and how good the white Sox were and that possibly they would see him in the postseason and here we are there. They're up 1-0 in the, in the series. Yeah. So, But you know what? Hey, listen. White Sox, you got you to gotta flush it down the toilet.
3: Well, you got Giolito going in game two. And Houston's throwing a lefty, Framber Valdez, who's been a good pitcher. But the White Sox have feasted against left-handed pitching. So hopefully they can even
0: that series. In game well, this two. is no time for bats to get cold. Right. This is right. no time for bats. To, it's not even cold outside right now. So so <laughs> when it's cold outside, no, that's when the bats get cold. It's pitching. But it's not cold outside. And yeah. they're in a dome. Are they in a dome? Are they in a, in a yeah, closed yeah, environment? Yeah, roof. It's yeah. probably yeah.
4: open though because yeah. it's Houston. Yeah, it's gone, and it's though. warm there. Yeah.
0: So there should be no reason why the White Sox bats got cold. They they've, they've got to score some runs and they got to put. My biggest thing with them is is that are they still hungover from last year's playoff with the Oakland A's? You know, you'll have that in the back of your mind. You know, you lose that first game now, and now that starts to bring back memories of last year. They've got to put that, shelve that, put that away, man. It's just one game. You got to come out. Must win. Giolito's going to come in. It's a a must win game. You got to come back to Chicago and put this away. You got to even it up in in Houston and then come back and finish it in Chicago. You got the rifles loaded?
3: Yeah, I do. You want them?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Been nice. shot. You know, the whole format of baseball's wild card thing, I think is going to change with this new collective bargaining agreement. I think the one game winner take all card is going to disappear. They need to yeah. I think that. they're going to go to best two out of three because yeah. the it's Dodgers exciting. won 106 games during the regular season. Uh, they almost lost to the Cardinals in that, in that one exciting. winner take all game. That was, was a fun it, game it, to listen, watch.
0: It was fun. And it was exciting. But if you were the Dodgers and you win 106 yeah. games yeah. and then you lose in a one winner take all, you'd, yeah, be, yeah, mad. Yeah, you'd yeah, be mad. You'd be mad. And they were one of the best teams in baseball all year. Long and to have your season come down to a a one game you know series, nah, nah, yeah. nah. And yeah. the Cardinals were yeah. a very good team too. They were a yeah. very affordable, you, you know, uh, team.
4: You know what? Just be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, oh, put, don't, Jesus. don't put yourself. No, in the they went no. out and got yeah. Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. What it's, do you mean? This, this is, is ridiculous. What did you say,
0: Susan? Don't put yourself in this situation. How do you you yeah, won 106 better. games. How do you put yourself in that you situation? You like the one game? I'm just
4: saying. I'm just saying I, love I, it. I, I don't want to throw a pity party for the Dodgers because uh, they just loaded up with all these players. What you play
3: 162
0: games play over six What months. if the Red Sox would have lost be, to the Yankees? Be better <laughs> than the Giants. Yeah, let's just be honest, there, old Stinger. Stinger. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> what that? if it was the right? Yeah. What, what if the Red Sox the Red had Sox lost on Tuesday night. night?
4: Okay. First of all, the Red Sox don't lose the Yankees in postseason. Because uh, see, so I
0: know how John would have been. No. John definitely would have said, I like we it. need to have a best of three series no. because the Boston was a better team than the Yankees. What about know?
3: Aaron F. and Boone in '03? 3 Well, that was... You they know, lost to the Yankees. Since <laughs> then,
0: though, what about 4
3: and Johnny Damon and the Blue yeah, Sox yeah, yeah. with Curt Schilling? We, we saw it oh. ad nauseum because oh, oh, his oh, fan yeah. was showing highlights of those games. It was First, it was the Brady thing, and then it was the <laughs> Red Sox-Yankees. Yeah, and it oh. was just like this, this, is this is East New Coast vibe. And then it was Rondo oh. was the oh. best guy on the drama. New
0: England boys. It's drama. You have to yeah, oh, yeah, okay. That
4: I'm telling you what, as a kid growing up in Rhode Island, that was everything. The Yankees
3: was Brady the quarterback then?
4: No. No. Was Rondo the point Yan- guard? Yankees, Red Sox. There were fights Mickey Rivers, Bill Lee, oh, Bucky Munson, Dent, baby. Bucky Dent. The
3: spaceman, Bill Lee. Uh, you uh, remember Veratech and yes. uh, Alex
4: Rodriguez going at it? Yes, And yes. Pedro and, and uh, Popeye. Popeye. Yeah, Popeye threw yeah. the old man down. Yeah, but Come on, man. I, I
0: was, <laughs> Man was 80 years old. <laughs> you know Look at that, a heart attack. You know what sports does? <laughs> Don Zimmer. Oh, it my god. It connects goodness.
4: you with people. My roommate from college, from BU, he, Chris Steven Stove, oh. I was FaceTiming him when I was waiting to get on the bus in Memphis. And he looked like Magnum PI because he had a Hawaiian shirt. He was so happy <laughs> for the Red Sox, and we were just, you know, it was awesome. So that's what that's what uh, sports does. It brings people together. Did fam- it bring you
0: together when TB12 and Tampa Bay went in there into Gillette uh, Stadium and first beat all. the uh, Bill go. Belichick led? First of all, to hit the rifles before hit we the get the into rifles.
3: that? Yeah.
0: Ow, I didn't shocked. take the points
4: a little brought, friendly better there is no
3: points between <laughs> Stacy
4: and Stinger I brought food which he hasn't touched yeah. which whatever yeah, yeah, You know what? and number three let's look at the stats oh, do you want to yeah. look at the stats? oh no, oh, no
3: Mac no, Jones no, 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 stats man. are for cowards oh, and losers yeah yeah, Mac Jones. yeah. Hey, <laughs> two no. touchdowns hey.
0: 101 rating I told him not to do no this no touchdowns oh, 70 <laughs> rating how, how about this John how about this They won. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay.
0: Matt Jones, Mac Jones went home with the L. I told him you were going to say that. Yeah. They went home with the L. I didn't see, I didn't care how many yards he threw. He's going to be a good quarterback for, for New England for a long time, but he couldn't beat the master. It's, it's, it's Luke Skywalker going up against Yoda, and Yoda beat him. Okay, Yoda beat him. Okay, he beat Check. He beat everybody in that organization, and he still got love from everybody from that organization, all the players. Did you see how many players yeah, came across the, the field yeah. just to shake his and hand? And it was raining like up? hell, too. It wow. was raining, yeah. exactly.
4: The other thing we shouldn't get lost in is that when he came on the field, people cheered. Yeah. Yeah. That just goes to show you the connection. Yeah. Because, you know, Foxborough in Fenway Park, back when I was a kid, was an ugly place to go. And it just goes to show you the fans in New England, how much they embraced that guy. Well,
3: they started booing him once the game began.
4: Well,
0: that's how it's going to be, but yeah. they
4: shared him yeah. when he came on the but, first but, time. But
0: how, how do you boo a a guy like that who's won as many championships you, you should yeah. never and i'm a big i'm a big person like the other day when we when you know larry marketing came in and denzel came in the crowd they booed denzel, they booed denzel. <laughs> mercifully they booed him yeah. and i and i just think that's wrong i, I, I think i think when those guys put on those jerseys those the bulls jerseys were the first jerseys those guys put on they didn't come from another team in a right. trade right. those were the jerseys they came in as rookies they put those jerseys on they gave you everything they got maybe it wasn't the way you like it as a fan. Maybe. They didn't play the way you thought they should have played, but if you're a Chicago fan, we're classier than that. Yeah. You know, we're not Philadelphia. Hey, they booed. We're, we're not, not that. We're.
4: I hate booing. they booed Andy Dalton. I mean, yeah. Others on the we're, we're, we're
0: better than that. You know, we're better than that. we 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 made Steve Bartman go into hiding. You know, yeah. the witness protection program. You know, they yeah. toilet papered his car, throwing windows and bricks through his window, and and the guy had to go into hiding for years right. because fair of ball. that 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 catch he caught. That the natural any, reaction that anyone any would yeah. have done. That's and Moises Alou know damn well he, he wasn't going to catch that ball, <laughs> but he acted like he was going to jump up there with a fifty inch vertical yeah. and yeah. get yeah. that over fly ball the, over, the, yeah. over over the the like wall. three wall. rolls, rolls in yeah. three rolls into it. I think he
4: admitted he admitted years later
0: that yeah, years later when he's done playing and and, yeah. and Bartman now is off the wanted poster I, list. <laughs> I was at that game.
4: I was sitting in the third base well. I
0: had were you a great... in next to Bartman? No. He was right behind oh, me. I he thought he was Bartman. Like, uh, yeah, said, go for it, he Steve. Was, he was like this. No. John was like this. I, and I, then was, when, he saw, was, when he saw the ball was coming in, was he pulled Josh. his hands back and let
4: Bartman take it. I was Josh Lewin's uh, field stage manager. Okay. And Josh wanted to go interview that guy. Oh. He was so, and I'm like, how are we going to, you know, we were on the field. Yeah. right in that little camera well. I was there that night. Yeah, and so but I remember like That's how bad. ugly it got outside.
3: Yeah. I was in the concourse waiting to get down to the field level, you know, for the post game stuff. Yeah. They were keeping everybody, you know, held back for a while, and I saw them usher Bartman out of there and yeah. there were cameras running after him. Every he, local he, news station he, he trying worked, to get a word with him. He he worked with, with my guy.
0: ex-wife over at Hewitt and Associates. And when all that happened... You, you got know, his address? They, oh, hey, listen. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. Hey, America. America. Let's, let's go. America. Let's go get him. Let's get the pitchforks in the fire. Let's go get him. Man, oh. they, they said, they said, listen, I felt bad for him. Me because absolutely. he did... I would have done the exact same thing. Yep. I would have... If that ball would have came all to all me, all I would have done the same thing. It was just the way he looked and how he looked. He just... He had the little headphones on. Damn TV
4: directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, know the director Jim Lynch did that game. A good friend of mine does the it. They would have lynched Bartman. They would have lynched Bartman. Yeah. And Jeff Gowan, they've done. Sh- he was the producer. And I, I asked Jeff because I'd worked with him recently. I like, go, oh, you just kept showing the same. And Marty Music is the camera guy that shot that oh. particular look. And Jeff says, you know, we had seventeen cameras, so we had multiple looks at damn her. media. But they kept. But he wrecked the guy's life. Yeah. But Jim, he kept shooting that. You know, Bartman. Yes. Like he said yes. And he has. He was literally clueless no he had no idea what was about to happen to him uh, and he was sitting there with his headphones on because he was a cubs fan he probably was keeping score and the onslaught you know but they kept man, him.
0: they and, and same thing when the you know the when the bears when the kicker missed the field goal who's that kicker that missed the field goal cody there? parkey parkey yeah
3: double doink. Uh, do, yeah double
0: doinked he nah. just got okay. signed again by okay somebody. but but you know what though the Bears, first of all, should have known that he wasn't a good kicker because he missed a lot of extra points yeah. that year anyway. And when the game came down to it was against Philadelphia, I think it was yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, And the, the outrage of the fans. Yeah. When they showed the fans coming out the arena and they were yelling, you know, just obscenities towards the kicker. Yeah. I mean, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie, America. I was the only one of in my household. In, the, and I was. Because I was like, you got one damn job to do to kick the field goal. The Bears advanced to the playoffs. They were a better team. And then you double doinked it. But I knew, because I said, this dude missed too many extra points this year. They had probably should have cut him and got someone else anyway. Uh-huh. But 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 the way the fans, yeah. I mean, they kept showing it. They kept showing it. See the media. Bad. The media is bad, and you're just inciting riots yep. when you yep. do that. You're inciting. You know, people are already on the high on high alert anyway. Oh. They're already people they're been, drinking. For a they're been drinking. They've been drinking. Yeah, it's yeah. a long afternoon, and so when they just keep showing
4: it, See, they keep showing it. Um. See now, when I went to the Carolina, when the Bears played Carolina Panthers uh 2004 578 I can't remember yeah. but they were a really good team and Jake Dome and Steve Smith first play of the game down the sidelines bang they're up 14 nothing I got out of there at halftime I'm like I'm done I'm not going to stick around <laughs> right I'm done Yeah I the watch. Bears had
3: a bunch of injuries they had like a third string corner there who got right. just got lit up and the fans were all over him too But
4: the ugliness I'm with you it's yeah. like be ugly at home and I've done I've been ugly at home uh, rooting for teams, but uh, or yeah. against them, but not. In
0: public. I thought you
3: stopped looking in the mirror in the morning. Yeah. Mean, what's going on yeah, with that? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, but I mean,
1: we, we wake up and I say, "You okay, John?"
0: <laughs> Seriously, though, all 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 jokes aside, I mean, you you pay for your ticket. You know, you have the right to boo. You have the right to do that. But you know, when guys are coming back from other teams, it's not like they asked to be traded. It's not like they asked to be out of here. They did anything to the fans. You know, it just didn't work out they're somewhere else, they're playing, cheer them on. Get a You know, light. You know what, cheer them on. Don't be so mad at them. Yep. You know, another thing that's really hurt, too, I, I, you know, is talk radio. You know, talk radio, I mean, it's, it's gotten a lot better than what it used to be. Yeah. Like, you I mean, you hear people call in and, it, get him out of here. He's, oh, oh I'm going to not see him. i want to punch him in the face. Yeah. It's like, whoa, yeah. whoa. And then the, the guys would incite that. You oh. know, I mean, there was a lot of those guys back in the day. I'm not going to name their names, but we know who you're there, talking yeah, about. Yeah, there was a lot of guys back in the day that would incite that, yep. Yep. and and I remember when I was playing, and they would they would say stuff about you know guys on our team and get get the fans against you, and it's like. What are you doing, man? Like, that's the that's the that's worst bad. thing to do because, you know, these players are in the city. They're moving around. They're out there with their families. They're going to grocery stores like you do. And to have some crazy, you know, crazy fan who's so caught up into it and is angry and to, to confront you and, and, like, you know, show up at the grocery store and, like, try to attack you. I mean, it's it's, 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 well, it's, it's insane. The, the other
4: problem, too, with those people that you're referring to, some of them are former players, I know, but some of them aren't, is that they never go to the locker room of the clubhouse. No. Like, you're going to act like that and yeah. then not go? Like, what do you do for us? Because I'm part of the media, and yeah. I, I travel to teams like yes. you do. I, I, you know, we're, we're not looking to, but we get labeled because of that. Yes. And I think those people need to show up, show up and take their lickings from some of these players,
0: and I think we'd have a better open society. Well, and, and know, that's, with, that's one of those things, too, John, where we all get lumped into being media. You know, I, yeah. I'm a former player, so I'm not going to dump on players. I will call what I see. Yes, you do. You no, know, I won't. I won't. You know, like little Norm Van Leer, love him, miss him, and it was great. But Norm would would beat a dead horse. I mean, he would continue to beat this guy's terrible. Da, 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 you yeah. know, whereas I'm more like yeah, he get your point, get in. People can see it on TV if a guy's playing hard or not playing hard or not executing. I don't need to keep bringing it up, you know, because I was a former player. So I don't like dogging guys, you know, but, you know, at the same time, I have a job to do. I have to call it the way I see it. And people, you know, they they know when you're bullshitting. The fans know. They know when you're sugarcoating something, (laughs) when you're a homer. You know, because I'm I'm quick to call out my team if they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And that's one thing I give Jerry Reinsdorf credit for is that he, you know, allowed us to call. He said, hey, listen. I don't want you to sugarcoat anything, call it the way you see it. I don't yep. want homerism. I want you, if you see something, you call it out. That's what you're an analyst for. And he's always, in my 16 years, has always allowed me to call the game the way I see it. And I think when you look at some of these guys like, you know, you know, Tommy Heinsohn back in the day, and and some of these, you know, older like Red, you remember Red was like, the Bulls did nothing wrong with Red Kerr. <laughs> it was always the other team's fault. And I love Red to death. But that's Johnny, like Johnny Most. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody, you know, people grew up listening to those guys and they they like that kind of stuff but yeah. now it's you know nowadays it's a totally different broadcasting because you know people are smarter you got really diehard fans that know the game that know when the team's not playing our i can't i can't take a pig and put uh lipstick on it and a wig and makeup and make it look good you know what i'm saying yeah i can't lie to the public if it's not if they're not the team's not playing well and they're not they're down 40 points because they're not hustling I can't go. Well, you know, the other team just has it better tonight. The referees are not giving well, the Bulls a calls or whatever. You can't do that. To your
4: credit, though, you pull out another thing from your toolbox, and that's the ability to have some fun. And you've done that over the last couple of years when the team might have not have been playing well, and and that's just makes you that. Why you know because it's LB. been tough, John. I'm to <laughs> <in> America, <laughs> <in> America, <laughs> Chicago. I'm sad. It's,
0: it's, it's it's a great compliment by my man Stinger. It was tough. It's tough. But right now. Right now, America. looking good. This is this is payback oh, for all those Lord. years. I finally now I'm getting the team that I deserve, America. <laughs> I am gonna run wild with this, America. You it's thought I was out. wild. You thought I was crazy when we were losing. Wait till you see when we're winning. Oh got Lord, that they have that released me. They I have like released that. me, baby. Oh my gosh. Oh,
3: I am shot. Well. Speaking of teams that Stacy loves, the Oklahoma Sooners came yes! out last weekend. Whoa. Now they got the big uh, Red River shootout Listen, caught up Red against River. Texas. Oh, Listen, how-, how tough is that game going to be for you Saturday?
0: America. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Texas has been rolling up 50 <laughs> yeah. points since yeah. they lost that game to Arkansas. And they put my boy Charles Thompson, who I went to school with, who I played youth football league with, and he was an OU quarterback. His son is a quarterback oh, from okay. Texas now. Yeah. Should have been the starter in that Arkansas game, but Steve Sarkeesian promised it to another kid. Andy Dalton? No, he like, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he looked like Andy Dalton in the first game. And then they brought in Charles' son in the second, um, the, like the last quarter. He, he put up 21 points and made it a respectable game and they've been putting up 50 points ever since. And so I'm a little nervous, Mark, because we have not played well at all this whole season we have defensively yeah. offensively we're having a hard time moving the football we're having a hard time you know sustaining drives uh the quarterback you know who's you know he's he's a heisman trophy you know candidate uh now he's you know I don't spencer even, rattler yeah he's not no don't don't play that right now john it's not no, <laughs> just, just, just put that down john it's not we're not worthy of the of the ou fight song right now okay i'm really america i'm really nervous You know, I'm really nervous. Texas, I don't want to say this, America. Sooner fans, I love you, Sooner Nation. I love you. But if you don't have some apprehension right now about this game on Saturday, (laughs) you're lying to yourself. Because Texas has the ability in the Cotton Bowl with the team they're playing with right now, they have the ability to put up 50 on us. And I'm a little nervous. Yeah, well, they did
4: all seven games since 2014, decided by one score. Yes, one score. Now, are, are you familiar with this play like a champion?
0: Yes, we started in Oklahoma. Right, which is interesting because yeah. apparently they yeah, they've been, yeah been Lou copy- Holtz Lou put stole yeah. it. Yeah, he Lou stole it. it. But Bud Wilkinson started like in the, like in in the 1940s. 1940s. Okay, and it's been it, you, the original thing is it's still in the Oklahoma locker room. So uh, Notre Dame tried to steal it. <laughs> he Come said on. he read it. He read an old. <laughs> book. He read an old book. <laughs> when 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 did, when did Lou Holtz re- read a book? <laughs> when <laughs> did he read a book? And what it. book did he see that in? Yeah, we play like a champion. There was in no books. Okay, he stole it Wasn't from University of Oklahoma. Wasn't it when? One from the Gipper? Wasn't yeah, that was yeah Win Win for the Gipper. That was Ronald That's Reagan. That was a movie ago. terminology. Yeah. I don't even think New Rodney said that. And I don't even think the Gipper said it. I don't even think the Gipper said it. Gipper probably said, just get out, man. Just leave me alone. I'm tired. He didn't That's say good. anything about win one for the Gipper. It's all it was an act. It was all an act. But that play like a champion was created in Norman, Oklahoma by the great late Bud Wilkinson. Okay? So all stop right. stealing it, Notre Dame. All stop right. trying to take credit for something you didn't do. Plagiarism. Okay. You ever heard of the it. word?
4: Love Stacy because he's well versed. Uh,
0: right. like I'm, I'm multi talented, America. I just want to, to throw that out there. You know, I, I know they don't give me credit. You know, there's a lot of haters out there. All right, Tito. Okay. You so, guys know so, 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 you know, here in the Give Me Hot Sauce Studios yeah. with my my good friends here, I think they're starting to recognize how talented I am, America. <laughs> they're starting to recognize that. Okay, they're
3: recognizing hey, me. You know, John, Susan, and myself are, are Stacy's top three of people he's yes, the podcast yes. with. See, <laughs> Mark, Tim's not Mark here, today, so okay. See,
0: America. <laughs> well, now we gotta go. Back to the Mark situation because he, he he kept bringing this up. See, Mark, Mark, I had to pull some strings to get my boy. Shinovsky. That's right, and I appreciate it. And, and, and that. so I'm like, you know, I had to go fight a bunch of wild dogs to get Mark on there. You don't know, you don't know the battle I had to do to get my boy Mark on there, and the, I got him there. The and he did a sky? hell of a job. Oh yeah, the Skynet. Skynet,
4: didn't want any pieces. All, of that, all bro. I know is that you told them you
0: in the wrong bus.
4: Hey, listen. <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Listen, listen, listen,
0: listen. Mark, for Mark to do, I was so glad to they have was Mark rude. there. He was Mark rude. did a great job. He did. Mark did a lot better job than some of the other people that we had. Yeah, we got going okay? name names. Yeah, I'm not going to name any names. Okay, because, you know, just some to protect those, I'm going to protect those people, okay? But they America, might be loyal listeners, America, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. America, we had about 17 people, okay? <laughs> I, I had to work with, like, 17 different people. Did you have to have,
4: like, a little cue card? Sure Half the, the
0: time, I didn't My even know who they were. Yeah, put the guest thing on. No, but listen. At the
3: time, you didn't even meet them. Listen,
0: yeah. <laughs> America, America, seriously though, all jokes aside, I know, I know we're having a good time here. Mark Schanowski didn't have didn't never did that before, never right. did the play by play, and he got out there and hit a home run. Okay, he do a home run. And I, I had fun one, And I knew Mark would do good because we used to do pre- and post-game show together. So I knew that he would do Chemistry. good. Yeah, so so I I, I I went out there, you know, and I got pulled my boy Shanowski into the group. Come on, come on, Mark, I'm going to bring you in. There was people, there was a lot of forces against us. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say on that one, America. There's a lot of forces. But, you know, when you're talented like myself, you're able to get things done. And I got it done. And Shanowski, he was right there with me. He's in my top five. And that's where I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know I where he's at that, in the top Stacey. five, but he's in the top five. We and suppose. there's about 12 other people that you're ahead of, Mark, in the there rankings.
3: You
0: go. All right. Oh, I've been shot. <laughs> Last
3: thing we want to get to, the uh, the king of the word salad, uh, Matt Nagy, came up with a very oh, interesting Jesus. week. Monday, after the Bears uh, had a nice win over the Detroit Lions, he said that when Andy Dalton is 100% healthy, he's QB1 and Justin Fields is 2. Somebody got to him between yeah. Monday and Wednesday because now we find out yeah. Justin Fields fields is the full-time starter Wait, going forward that?
0: virginia mccaskey i don't know she might have got she might have came so, down somebody got to him she might have came down and said hey look put that kid out there yeah yeah I'm it's a good out. thing for the bears
3: yeah. and for this kid's development well, let's, 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 let's just back up the truck a little bit though Beep. it was detroit beep. it, was a, it yeah. was a perfect
4: game plan they ran the ball
3: with bill Lazor calling the plays not they, matt nagy they, they, yes they, uh-huh.
4: they played ahead yeah. and their defense was special in the red zone now they're going to vegas they're playing oakland Oh, they no. may not be able to run the ball with Montgomery. He's going to have to pass. Now, but see, there's, there's this is be a job lot of preservation,
3: part- though, because yeah. I'll bet you what happened is Ryan Pace calls his buddy Nagy and he says, hey, let's have a beer uh, late in the afternoon. I want to talk to you about something. He said, if we go 5-12 and 12 with Andy Dalton as a starter, we're fired. We're out of here. If we go 5-12 and 12 with Justin Fields as a starter, we can go to ownership and say it's important for the kid that he has continuity with the same system for year two, and maybe we can save our asses. That, I, that's my that, wow. I agree with you on wow. that because wow. I
0: said this I said this at the very beginning that it would just be a matter of time because people's jobs were on the line I even said that that's a couple true. of weeks ago yes, and true. I remember I don't know who the people in here said no, no that's <laughs> not going to happen you know I don't know who said it but someone said it's not going to happen Must because because, not because, well. because well, ownership because <laughs> ownership likes Nagy that's what they yeah, said they do oh, they, they love yeah. Matt Nagy and I'm like I'm sorry, it's just a matter of time before it happens. What are you writing you know stuff
4: what? down now? So I went back he and I did. Yes. I went through a bunch of quarterbacks for the right. last 20 years. Okay. Right. You name it, I've got them on here. And Bob Avellini? No, I'm talking about guys like, you know, Rogers, Favre. Peyton Manning started 16 games. Uh, Mahomes only started Troy one game. Troy Aikman? Uh, Troy started a bunch of games, that, but they were 0-15. Yep. Russell Wilson started all the games. Derek Carr. Remember Derek Carr, Mm -hmm. Zach, uh, Dak Prescott started. Uh, So what this has done is I I agree with you that you got to start, especially a first round guy, you got to start him. But I would say, what happens if he doesn't develop and takes three or four steps back? Well, or you hit, mentioned Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman is 1 and, one and fifteen in his rookie season, but right. he
3: played or,
0: or gets hurt.
3: <clears throat> well, you can't control somebody. No, you that can't hurt, control especially that. In the sport is violent. At, at the end of
0: the day, at the end of the day, and we talked about this when we talked about the Bears to begin with, is that Mark hit the nail on the head. We go five and twelve with Andy Dalton or we go five and twelve with Justin Fields, and he shows the ability that we all know that he has in those games that that he has played. I think that you're just, you know, you're just wasting time. Just go ahead and put him out there. Okay. Just go out there and put him out there, put him in the situation where he can succeed every week with the, the laser call the, uh, what's his first name? Bill, Bill, Bill laser. What? Billy, if you're listening to me, <laughs> Do not let Matt Nagy call any more plays. If he even tries to even take the playbook from you and, and take the headset from you, go talk to Virginia McCaskey and tell her what's going on. Go snitch on him and say, hey, look, we, the games that we've won it's because I called the plays. The games that we lost because of Matt Nagy. That's what I say. That's well, what I tell
4: her. It was the Lions. So you got Raiders, Packers, oh, God. Raiders. brutal. Yes. Packers, Bucks, 49ers.
0: Niners. Yeah. Listen. 5-12. Listen, listen, listen. As long yeah. as you give this kid a a set of plays to utilize his skill set, you can't be having the playbook that you're gonna give Andy Dalton to. Okay? That Andy Dalton playbook is not for Justin Fields. Absolutely. You have to give this kid a chance to succeed and at least be competitive as a quarterback put him in the shotgun let him do some rpos get him on the outside on, on the edge where he can use his athleticism either to make a play on the run which we know he can do if you give that kid at least three seconds in the pocket he, he has the ability to process. That pass he threw to his, his buddy, his favorite receiver, number 11. What's his name? Mooney. Uh, Mooney. Mooney. Yeah. That's his boy. yeah That's his boy. He's always looking for his boy yeah. deep. Yeah. And you got somebody that can take the top off the defense, and you got a quarterback that's got the arm. Dalton doesn't have the arm to throw that deep. That ball, if Dalton was in that same situation, it would have been a check down. Mooney could have been wide right. open, but Dalton knows, like, damn, I can't make this throw. I can't make this
4: throw. You have to go under center, though. There, there, there are times where you sorry, have man. to use a little play action because the defenses—they are going to bring it, John. and it's—it will be interesting to see if they're going to do shotgun and all. That.
0: Raiders will come after him. John, okay, the RPO is the new NFL. Mm-hmm. It's the new NFL. I mean, Lamar Jackson has been in the shotgun probably 90% of the time. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is, is in the shotgun a lot of times. Russell Wilson is in the shotgun. you got these athletic quarterbacks that can make plays with their feet. you got it, especially when you got a crappy offensive line, you got to give that kid a chance. They went behind center when they were playing Cleveland, and what happened? Nine sacks. Yeah, well, they, they, con- they, they were using Andy Dalton's playbook, yep. you know, and he was under center, and yep. as soon as he hiked the ball, Miles Garrett was in his jersey. So, I would rather put the kid in the shotgun, give him the RPO sets, let him, you know, let him ball fake the ball and get out on the edge and do what he needs to do. Now, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you got to run center, da-da-da-da-da. I get all that. But when your offensive line is as bad as the Bears are right now, you're putting that kid at risk. At least he has a chance in the shotgun formation. He might need some uh, Jeff uh, Well, yeah, uh, he might need some some Lords of London, okay? (laughs) But at least he has an opportunity to see what's coming from the shotgun. Because once you pull away from center and you turn your back to fake handoff or whatever you're going to do, you can't see where the rush is coming. Now you got to turn around. But before you turn around, there's already three guys in the backfield. There, there's no way in the world he can succeed that way. So at least right now, unless you, I mean, the running backs hurt right now, the Montgomery, kid Montgomery's out. Yeah. So now that your running game is going to suffer now because you don't have him out there. Yeah. So now you definitely got to put this kid in the situation where he can he can make plays with his legs and he can make plays out of the shotgun formation. At least put him somewhere where he's comfortable. he's more comfortable right now in the shotgun. Put him in the shotgun, run RPOs, and then you can still run the ball on rpos you can still hand off and the running back can see the holes and go but it's all the offensive line the offensive line is terrible yeah, it's terrible right. so it doesn't matter who you got in the running back you can put you can put eric Dickinson back there he ain't getting nowhere you know you can put yeah, anybody because eric dickerson's
3: almost 60 uh, years uh, old exactly so that'd be a yeah it would be a problem
0: <laughs> but but you know you put like a really good running back back there they're gonna have problems because the offensive line are missing assignments Guys are letting guys come through gaps, and you can't run the football. If you can't run the football, you're not. In, play action ain't gonna work. Play action ain't gonna work. But it's more likely to work in RPO than it is in behind going under center. I think
4: I think they're behind the eight ball in personnel, and I think it's gonna hurt him. And I just that's why I'm thinking he's not going to be able to just go out in the field and make all this happen when he doesn't have the personnel out there. So he's
0: got the receivers, you know, uh, he's got some
4: good receivers and, and it was Detroit and they had the great running game. That's what I'm saying. They played ahead. They were able to play ahead all game. They had a great running game. That was key. Now, if they get behind,
0: it's just going to be a very different... They're going to but- get behind. There's going to be times they're going to get behind. I mean, yeah. they, they don't... I mean, come on. I mean, their defense can't save them every single time. You know, we in that Cleveland game, they held on. They kept it within one touchdown for the longest. And then all they were on the field they all day down. long. They were worn out. and All of a sudden, you see Kareem Hunt... Get a run that he should have been tackled yep. at the line of scrimmage. He breaks off a thirty-yard run. You could tell they were tired, yep. and it's going to be the same way when they play. Who's the Raiders next? Raiders, Raiders. And the thing about the Raiders is, is that they are an explosive offensive team. They can they can put up Down thirty field. like it's nothing. They yep. got a guy Rugs that can take the top off the defense. Tight I mean, end Wallers. Great, Wallers yeah. Wallers yeah. probably are going to be one of the best tight ends in the game, and they're going to be a little bit more hungry after they lost uh, this past week Monday night, uh, Monday to night San to San Diego. So. Yeah, so they're gonna be looking to to write this ship there and they're at home too. They're yep. gonna be at home yep. and that's gonna be in that place is uh is really, really a nice place to play football. It's gonna be it's intimidating for teams coming Yeah, there'll be a lot there'll be a lot of Bears fan I mean, you know, we're I'm, I might have to make that trip. America.
3: All right. Yeah, I might have to go, to go to
0: Vegas. Yeah, we don't have any games. Taking the red eye to Vegas. Might have to take the red eye. Might have to get on the the uh, <laughs> Stinger uh, jet. You know, Stinger's got a jet. Him and him and uh, Southside. You know, they that's the kind of money they roll up there. And you know oh, where yeah. they're from. You know, they got the big money. The the you know the Walsh estate. You know, they're eating lobster and they have the lobster <laughs> yeah, boils and crab boils yeah. and all this stuff. You know, they get all that stuff sent in from the East Coast. You know, one day it was hey, it was express and, they, the, they, and the lobsters were still alive. They were moving around. I was like, oh, my God. I, I I were I they were dressed in little Tom Brady jerseys. Oh. I did
4: tell Susan when we when we're done working, I'd like to pop to like San Francisco and catch some Giants games. You know, uh, maybe, uh, yeah, there you maybe... Yeah, go. Maybe go to Fenway. Yeah, we want to do that. That's
2: you know, yeah. our bucket list. Buy That's a 20-game package. summer going for And just hang in San
4: Francisco. City. It's such a cool hangout there, man. Oh,
0: oh yeah. The, uh, the, the the wharf and all that yeah. stuff. down there. I love that. You know, I maybe
4: maybe go to Fenway and catch some games there or something. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. So i tell you, you man. You go man, with vacationing
0: with Tim Kelly and his family. Well, you know what? <laughs> I mean, listen... When you got a private jet, you can pretty much go anywhere. Just call the pilot, call the pilot, say, "You know, gas it up. We're on our way to Fenway." You know, but the rest of us, you know, we got to fly. What do you call the blue uh, or Southwest Airlines? We got to fly those. Yeah, Spirit. Yeah, Yeah, we got to fly
4: all those. We, We should definitely plan a trip to Vegas. Yes. Don't you think? <laughs>
0: yes, yes. Uh, and, well, hey, what happens in Vegas cir- stays in Vegas. And go to oh. Circa. Like I'm herpes.
2: Might, yeah. <laughs> Tim we're, will be that's, so that's, proud of that's
0: you. That's for Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim will so be so we're, we're proud of you saying you, Tim. that. Tim, we just hit we you with the all in herpes. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Look at him.
3: Look at him right There's there, man. Tim
0: Kelly. Tim Kelly right there. Look at him. Looking like Howdy in Doody. the
3: sunshine in Florida. Looking like right. Howdy Doody right there, America.
0: <laughs> Clay Aiken, baby. Clay Aiken, baby. Look at him. There he is right there.
3: Well, oh, when God. we go to the props, it's time to bring down the curtain. <laughs> uh, on this edition of Give Me the Hot Sauce, oh, yes. episode 49, We want to thank the great Lisa Saus. Byington. She was a great sport. And we want to welcome in our brand new sponsor, Jeff Vukovic, Nationwide Insurance.
0: Nationwide is on your side. Oh, we get two. <laughs> you get two, Sausage. Jeff. Two singers for Man. the price of one. Drive home safe to Chicago. Beep, beep. And don't forget, give me the hot sauce. The, the hot sauce, it'll make you popular. <laughs> and she'll like it too. <laughs> Woo! Go to
3: gimmethehotsauce.com.